This is Jenna St. Clair performing The Puppy. I can hear McGregor barking long before my caretaker Janice gets to the door. I've just had my fourth round of chemo, so my hair is pretty much a memory now. When I pull off my hat, it seems to me that McGregor does a double take. Quieting from barking for a second, then he leaps onto the couch, wagging his tongue and tail at me, stamping his front paws on the cushion, as if he were patting my seat. Here, sit here. <laughs> okay, buddy, I'm coming. Were you a good boy? Janice tells me there's some spaghetti. I know it's really just noodles, maybe a little butter and salt. It's all I can stand lately. Thank you, Janice. You're very welcome, sweetie. I'll see you tomorrow. <coughs> McGregor barks at me, fiercely reminding me, Hey, get over here. So I sit and he licks like crazy, trying to demonstrate his true affection as fast as possible. He's so excitable, and I love it. Nothing makes me as happy as McGregor, probably because he seems to think I'm the best thing in the world. It's hard to pet him. He's moving fast, darting up and down, from my neck to my lap, running circles and suddenly back up again. When he's slowed down to about a thousand miles per hour, I ask him, Do you want a treat? <coughs> oh, yeah, you do. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? He jumps off the couch ahead of me, bouncing into the kitchen and barking all the way. I get out some leftover chicken, some shredded cheese, and rice. Soon I've got a little bowl of his favorites, and with a great flourish, I present to you dinner. He's chomping away at it, and it's fun to watch as I'm slowly rolling a few strands of noodles around my fork. At first, the chemo isn't that bad. For some, the weakness and nausea take a day or two, but I can feel it coming on now. I'm weakening. Better hurry if I'm going to do this. So I grab McGregor's leash off the wall hook, and he spins like a top, running to me and barely containing himself long enough for me to snap the lead to his collar, and out the door we go. I can't wait to get him to the park so he'll stop pulling me. Ah, get to the park, in the doggy gate, and off you go. He tears around the dog park in a wide circling arc, no stops, just a burst of energy, until he starts to notice smells, and then he races from post to post, tree to shrub, sniffing, lifting his leg, racing to the next post, sniffing and lifting. This goes on as long as his bladder can last, and then it's socializing time. I'm pretty sure he can't believe I let people into our house without sniffing their butt thoroughly, but the community here makes perfect sense to him, and there is complete agreement among the dogs that you're nobody around here until everyone has sniffed your butt and you've sniffed theirs. He's slowing down, and I'm glad, because my body is a little achy. I'm tired, and I feel a bit of a dull, throbbing headache coming on. I shower, and by the time I'm in bed, my head is killing me, and my fever is climbing. McGregor is already at the foot of the bed and watching me, his head on his paws. Only his eyes move as I climb into bed. I don't reach to pat him, and he lifts his head. Not tonight, pal. I gotta rest. He whines and lowers his head as I turn off the light. I'm restless. Sleeping, but ugly visions and dark, thick webs crush onto me. I hear deep, ominous voices talking to each other but I don't understand them. My bedroom door swings open, slowly and steadily. An ugly hag, an apparition of a witch, appears at the door. Then she points at me without a sound. I pray and try to wake myself, but it shrieks, then fades away. 
another monster, this time larger, stomping loud, thunderous steps toward my door. It's masculine, with a dark hood around its face. I shut my eyes to pray. Am I awake? Near the end of my prayer, I open my eyes, terrified. He's still at the door. I mumble out, Amen, and he steps into the room. I'm in true agony now. The cancer and the horror combine, and it's too much. I pray again, but this time to die. The monster laughs, and icy fingers seem to reach up through me, inside of me. I'm terrified. He's approaching the foot of my bed, and his shadow creeps closer and closer until it falls over McGregor. He points at me, and I don't breathe. My heart stops. All sensation, sound, smell, touch are gone. I feel nothing. The monster drops into himself, collapsing onto the floor and groaning. It slithers away out of the room and the door shuts behind him. I pass out, exhausted. Next morning I wake, and the bedroom door is slightly ajar, about five inches, which is how I normally leave it, so McGregor can get a drink if he needs to, or to use the newspapers on the floor when he has to go. I hear Janice coming in, and I sigh with relief. Thank God, just a dream. But, wait, why isn't McGregor barking? Then Janice screams. The Puppy. Copyright 2020 by Jenna St. Clair and Scario.com.